I know that time is your most valuable asset and I want to help you maximize it when you're thinking about preparing for a race. I am now offering training systems from the 5K, 10K, 10 mile, 13.1 mile, and marathon distance on my website. You can go to runliftmompod.com, select training, and check it out. The Run Lift Mom podcast is brought to you by my efforts as a Zia Active Independent Representative and partners, Hello Woofy for social media, Red H Nutrition, and Audible. Audible is the newest of this lineup, and if you want to try Audible free, all you've got to do is visit audibletrial.com slash runliftmom. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. And today we're talking all about momming while you're working. I know many of you became remote employees overnight a few weeks ago. And I'll tell you where my mind immediately goes as a former health professional, not to your productivity, y'all, but to your own personal wellness. And that's why I chose today's guest, Jessica Somar. Not only does she have the tactical strategies for making the most of your day, she brings with it over a decade of experience in the preventative health field, specifically, y'all, for work sites. Another bonus, Jessica's going to speak specifically to those of you who are working from home with children who are distance learning or homeschooling right now. So without further ado, here's my friend, former boss, and highly credentialed health and wellness expert, Jessica Somar. Right. Welcome, Jessica Somar, to the Run Lift Mom podcast. You're a chicken list guest if there ever was one. Before we get into the tactical side and talk about wellness, I would love for you to share a little bit about your background. Awesome. Well, thank you, Susie. Thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here. A little background about me. Um, I have a bachelor's in community health education and have been in the corporate wellness world for, gosh, almost 15 years now um, in all sorts of capacities. So program planning, coaching, development of worksite programs, as well as managing um, worksite teams and the development of strategies. And um, I, gosh, what else? I'm a mom to, well, technically four, (laughs) one bio baby, and then I have three stepdaughters. So I'm really a bonus mama to three. And they call me Mama Jess. So we've got three, nine, 11, and 23. Wow, you are spanning. Yeah. They call you Mama Jess. I used to call you Boss Jess. Um, for the <laughs> listeners out there, when most people know that I am now a stay-at-home mom and I do my podcast thing and I do my activewear thing. But prior to this, I was a corporate wellness professional and Jess was my boss. So when we were talking about the health crisis and how I could serve Run Lift Mom listeners, I know many of you are 
working from home for the first time. And so to me, the best person to speak about, Jess, you're the first person I went to and blessedly you said yes. Um, I mean, you know about working from home, not only for managing different work sites where their tasks were different day to day, but also you manage me when I was a work from home employee. And I know that you've managed other teams that are remote as well. So you've got that wellness background as well as like the behavioral work part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been working from home for probably the better part of eight years, I would say in some sort of capacity. So in my current role, well, now totally work from home. Um, but I would say in the last six years that I've been at my most recent organization, I would work from home at least two or three days a week. Um, and then I have a husband who works from home full time as well. So we are on that virtual work from home page. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me a little bit. So at the time of this show airing, most people have been working from home anywhere from probably, you know, two to four weeks. So they've probably hit a few hiccups. Just getting used to that new routine changes really hard for us humans. <laughs> Can you talk to us a little bit about maybe cutting the fat, so to speak, on bad habits or checking the box on maybe what we shouldn't be doing so that we can be productive at home? Absolutely. So I think you need to treat your workspace at home like your workspace at work. So it's very easy to slide into the habits of, I'm going to stay in my PJs. And I'm not going to say that I've not been guilty of this a time or two, but staying in my PJs, I've got the TV on, I'm snacking, it feels like a weekend. You're not going to be productive if you take that approach. So you have to treat it like work, which is difficult. So you need to make That's a dedicated... Get dressed, folks. Get dressed. Put some makeup on. <laughs> it, it will. So what I hear you saying, though, is truly it, it helps our mindset to not only be in a working environment, but be physically prepared for a working environment. Absolutely. I don't know if in college for you, I wore sweats most of the time to class and I slept around and had sweatpants on and sandals. But when it came to test day, I dressed up. So there, I've been doing this kind of approach for, well, I'm not going to totally age myself, but for a long time where you have to look good to feel good so you can do good. And that means something different for everybody. So maybe it's a makeupless Monday, whatever it is, but as long as you feel put together, you're going to do a better job and have that higher sense of self-efficacy. I love that. So talk to me a little bit about our actual work environment. So, um, for example, some people at work, they go into a cubicle where maybe they have a couple of picture frames or a bulletin board, but for the most part, it's, you know, their computer, right? And they're in like cube nation. Well, then they're at yeah. home and maybe like kids are climbing everywhere and it's the kitchen counter. Can you talk to us a little bit about our environment? Absolutely. That's a great question. So not every home allows for this, but if you can have that dedicated space to work, that's the most ideal. So you have your laptop or your computer, your virtual tools that you need, be it a phone, computer, monitor, whatever you need. And if it can be in a separate space, that is the most ideal. But at the same time, you have to work with what you've got. Um, I will transition from space to space throughout the day. So sometimes I'm at the kitchen table. Sometimes I'm at the kitchen counter. Sometimes I'm at my proper desk. I'm also a busybody, which is probably why some of that rings true. But 
when it comes down to a client-facing call or a client-facing WebEx, I have a dedicated workspace that allows me, again, to be productive. I love what you're saying there about different people having different styles. Um, As we speak right now, uh, my husband is working from home and he needs a dedicated space that is clear from clutter and silent. He just cannot understand that. I mean, hey guys, Jess and I are zooming from the closet. I've mentioned it on this podcast that it helps audio quality. I do really great work in this closet and I can have like music on in the background and it is clutter galore y'all and I'm fine, but I work well like that. So I think for someone like me moving around the house, like you do that, that might be a good strategy. Do you do that to kind of freshen it up? Absolutely. And that way too, you can be more focused. I don't know about you, but when I worked in a traditional setting or when I have office time, when we're not in the midst of a, a pandemic, I'm usually up and about. I go talk to coworkers instead of sending an email. I go fill up my water and have a little chat. So to me, moving around the home makes it feel more like the office environment that I'm allowed to kind of get up, reframe my mind, get a new sense of, okay, where am I at from this project? What's my to-do list? What are the three kids doing? <laughs> are they coloring on the bathroom walls? Right. right. <laughs> and checking on all of that. Spoken like a true mom there. <laughs> You know you have a three-nager when that is the exact <laughs> Um, Okay, so you've talked to us about, um, you know, showing up to look good and do good and feel good every day. You've talked to us a little bit about our environment. We know there are things out of our control. We know there are many more within our control. Can you talk to me about some more strategies that are within our control that we might use in a workday? Absolutely. So I think first and foremost is is the getting up and getting ready and showing up. I think the second to that is setting a schedule. So uh, an area where we can slip into is having access 24-7 a day. 24-7 per day doesn't mean you need to work 24 hours a day. And so having a virtual work environment tends to especially for us that are those high achievers and we're trying to get it all done, we'll end up working a longer day, which, okay, that doesn't sound all that bad, but you have to make room for self-care and time so that you can stay on top of your own priorities, like your health and wellness, which I know we're going to get to later. So setting a schedule, um, household rules is another great one. So I actually saw this and I haven't implemented it yet because I'm not sure my three-nager, as you said it, uh, would quite understand it. But letting the home know, if I have a call, the door is shut and you cannot come in, okay? If the door is open, door open policy. I'm working on a project. I'm answering emails. Feel free to interrupt. So I think those household rules are very important in this time because we're all juggling a lot, um, trying to get our work done. I'm sure for a lot of moms, today is our first day of homeschool. So I have three kids around the kitchen table in Google Classroom trying to get it all done. Um, So those household rules are very, very important. Can I make a point about the household rules while you're gathering your thoughts there? You know, it occurs to me as you were describing that for you and I, the worker, the grown adult, 
like, of course you wouldn't come in when the doors close or like the rules seem pretty intuitive to us, but I love that you point that out that like when you set those rules, it's a conversation that you have with the family because this is new to everybody. It's not just new for somebody that's not going into the office. It's new for the kids as well who might be doing their own set of school or just they have mom around as opposed to going to like preschool. Exactly. That's exactly right. And it is kind of this new normal and, and we're not sure how long it's going to go on. And so I think that those household rules also need to be revisited week to week Mm -hmm. as things change. Um, And, and yeah, making it, you know, palatable for all ages. And I know dual working from home households, sometimes we're both on calls and neither of us are available for 30 minutes. And, And how does that look for the kids and making sure that works? May I ask you, so spoiler alert for the listeners, you know, I gave Jess a few bullet points that I would like her to talk to, but Jess, I can't have you here and not ask you to speak to this. A lot of people are in that scenario where like (laughs) their spouse is now their office mate. (laughs) How do you guys make it work? Or do you have any words of advice for someone who might be in that position? Yeah, absolutely. So I think in the past, we took it for granted that we both could work from home. Kids were off at school and and we made it work just fine. We have two spaces for offices and and it works. Today, we're a little different. So we're actually, my husband and I, Jeff, we'll actually sit down and review our schedule at the beginning of the day. Hey, what time do you have client-facing calls? What time do you have internal calls? What time do you have calls where you have to be on video? Because all of those are different components. Um, that you have to navigate, right? Internal calls, at least for my organization, it's not the end of the world if my little buddy comes in and says, hey, mom, I need a snack. Now, if I'm on with a big client on video and here comes my, you know, three-year-old in his pajamas um, <laughs> and says, mom, I need a snack, that, that's a little different scenario. So we'll just go through our schedule and try to figure out, okay, hey, I can help out with Jack's here. I've got a big call here and, and work it out from, from the beginning of the day. And okay. you have to do it day by day because it, it changes. Do you do it over like breakfast or coffee in the morning or do you do it at the beginning of your work, your respective work days? I would say before work gets started and, and you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. So before work yeah. gets actually started, we'll try to get that in. Yeah. Over coffee while we're getting the kids dressed and, and kind of the hustle and bustle of the day is going on. That is great advice. So to touch base with your spouse, if he or she is also working in home. All right. So you are not only a productivity master, you're also a wellness expert, truly. Can you talk to me about how you stay active throughout your day, even when you're at home? Absolutely. So I I am spoiled in the sense that Jeff and I've had a home gym in our garage since uh, my three-year-old was born. We started building it then because I couldn't get away to go to a gym and work out. And being the busybody that I am and the, the fitness enthusiast, we, we made that work. So um, I actually am finding it, and I hope others as well, find it easier to work in a workout when I'm working from home. I have a very long commute, anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half one way when I go to the office. So that's potentially three hours of driving a day when I go into the office. And so by the time I get home, I've picked up my kids from school, we've done homework, we've done dinner, put them to bed. It's now 8.30 and I'm finally getting to a workout. In today's environment, 
I can go out there in the morning because I'm not having to get up and get dressed and drive to an office, or I can do it over lunch, Mm -hmm. or I can do it right after work. So it's a little more flexible to fit it in. And I'm not one like Susie who (laughs) goes and runs hundreds of miles in a day. I do 30 minute bursts of activity. So my workouts, I, I get them in and I get them done in 30 minutes. And you don't even have to have equipment. So you can find resources. There are a plethora of platforms, especially right now, doing free trials, um, 30, 60, 90 days of free trials and subscriptions. I won't name them because there's so many. So you can find one that works best for you. But give it a shot. Pull something on YouTube. Look on an app. Mm -hmm. Buy some bands. You may not be able to find weights right now. I don't know if you've heard this, Susie, but a lot of the... um, big box stores. And then even our, our friends over at Amazon, um, the stock is very low because everyone's trying to get equipment in their home so they can work out. But you don't need equipment. You could use a band. You could use water jugs. You could use cans of soup. Um, you can use your we'll coffee table. Resources in the show notes. So I'll uh, circle back with you. I've got a few in mind as well. So depending on where people are listening, they can either swipe up or click details. Uh, I do want to verbalize one right now. Um, it's my friends at GoRuck. Emily McCarthy has been on this podcast before. Guys, GoRuck, it's a rucksack. It's a backpack. And they have paired up with some phenomenal CrossFit athletes. And they're doing a weekly rucksack workout. Guys, if you have a backpack, you got a backpack, put anything in there, cans of food, your kids' books. I don't care what it is. Put something in that backpack and that programming is built in for you. You don't need to get a set of $200 dumbbells. Um, I also want to point out that you mentioned, you know, if you, you've got 30 minutes, if you go at that higher intensity, it's the same thing as me grinding on the treadmill at a lower intensity for an hour. Um, so whatever fills your cup and whatever you can be consistent with at this point is probably a best case scenario. You know, and you prompt me to remember that it's not necessarily even about a dedicated workout. It's about moving your body. So we can get stuck in this focus on a project or, or I don't know about you, but I'll get sucked into my inbox and then I look up and it's an hour and a half later and I've not moved a muscle for an hour and a half. And so I think setting reminders to yourself, hey, stand up, walk around, do a couple squats, get the blood flowing every so often. And if you're an Apple Watch wearer, I know mine will will remind me ever so kindly, like, stand up, Jess. Usually your <laughs> so circles are farther along by now. Shut yes, up. I love <laughs> and I'm addressed by Mrs. Somart, just so <laughs> official. <laughs> That's a reminder though. And there are a lot of apps or software that you could use. If you're working at a computer, um, you could follow the Pomodoro technique, which is 25 minutes of work on and then about five minutes off. And even if you have a Alexa enabled device, you can set up a Alexa enabled device to do those Pomodoros for you. That's mm-hmm. a whole other podcast episode in itself. But yeah. Point is move get up frequently and move. Also in the show notes, I'm going to put a link to a photo of the human brain and it shows you the activity after a walk as opposed to after sitting still for a while. You guys, it's going to blow your mind and whether you're working from home or you have a homeschooler, it's going to encourage you to get that movement in. Well, and and Susie, you remember this when designing worksite strategies, we tell employers all the time, hey, have you thought about doing walking meetings? Well, guess what? 
we can do walking meetings, whether it be listening to a conference call or a one-on-one with an employee, throw in those earbuds, grab your phone and go for a walk, maintaining social distancing, of course, depending on where you live. Um, But you can do that and move. You don't have to be sedentary at a proper desk to do all the things. You know, and it could be helpful, like you're talking about, if you're reviewing your schedule in the day with whoever else in your household is working from home, trying to identify some of those meetings or opportunities that you have throughout the day to pair with movement. So here, Jess, when she says, if you've got a meeting that you can make a walking meeting, maybe you even encourage, especially internally, encourage the other person to do walking meeting as well. That's Mm -hmm. a really great thing. And you're holding one another accountable for movement now. Absolutely. What do you think the biggest challenge people have um, is to, you know, we, we, we know to movement in general, maybe it's getting sucked into that inbox, but just wellness in, in general, what is the biggest challenge work from home folks have? I think it probably is food. <laughs> All right. Honestly. So can you give us a tip around, I mean, because yeah, real talk, um, two rooms over is the kitchen and the refrigerator has all the things, um, all the the non-perishable things. So what what things, you know, maybe give us one or two tips on staying accountable to healthy eating right now. Absolutely. So first and foremost is having a plan. So much like our day and our schedule Even if you've been a healthy eater your whole life, or maybe you've been in this new lifestyle for many years, it's easy to slip. It's easy to go into that fridge or pantry and and treat it like your own personal (laughs) 7-Eleven, right? And you can just access it anytime. Um, But if you have a plan and you know how you want to eat and what you want to eat for the day, you can stick to it. Much like, again, if you were going into an office and you're a lunch packer, I pack my lunch, I pack my two snacks. And when I'm done eating that, I'm done eating. And so I try, I try to uh, do the same thing at home. So we still meal prep on the weekends and have things available for us in our fridge. I am a tracker. I track my food. And I could tell you the cal- caloric in, you know, uh, count of every food item, but I still track because it holds me accountable. Um, and I also try to instill this with my kids. I'm struggling a little with a three-year-old, but uh, my older girls, they know proper snack time. They sit down for a proper lunch. They sit down for a proper snack and they really stick to a a, a schedule um, so that it's not just a free for all. Right. You know, I, people on this podcast have heard me say, oh, you don't need to track every morsel, blah, blah, blah. You guys, I'm willing to admit when I'm when I'm wrong or when I would shift on that advice. And right now is a time that I would shift on that advice. There are a lot of things outside of our control. So if we can have more controllables throughout our day, like the time we get up and go to sleep, there are controllables that you're, Mm -hmm. I think right now is the time to track your food. If nothing Mm -hmm. other than not only does it keep you on track to Jess's point, it is a controllable. It is something you have control over. And if you know you're privy to needing that control aspect, I think it will help you mm-hmm. co- emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think another, uh, another cool thing that's going on right now is the ability to cook with your family and eat as a family. We are a family that's busy on the go and we don't always sit down for that family meal. And so we are actually getting more of an opportunity to do that. 
and it's capitalizing on that. And I think that that goes into um, mindful eating, right? Where you're able to sit down, enjoy the meal. It's not about just putting food in your mouth. It's actually, hey, we prepared this as a family. Now we're sitting together as a family and enjoying it. Um, and that's something that in our rush, rush lifestyle before all of this, we weren't able to do. Um, or we didn't make it a priority, I should say. And so I think that's an interesting turn of events when it comes to food and, and this, you know, stay at home. Time. Good point. Now you mentioned having your calendar, you mentioned being a meal planner. How do you organize those things? I'm old school. Um, well, I do use my fitness pal for tracking my food. Um, but I am a paper to pencil, old school planner. Um, I have a billion to do lists and post its everywhere. Um, and that's how I stay organized. And I realize that's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, and again, I would just encourage your listeners, which I'm sure, sure you would be, um, inclined to do so as well. Susie is finding whatever works for them, whatever works for you, whether it is your calendar on your iPhone, whether it's scheduling things with your, um, Alexa or, or the old school planner, there's a billion resources. You just have to figure out what works and what you can stick to. Um, and that's going to help you stay accountable. How long? So, you know, I'm curious, you're throwing me a softball here. I'm thinking, okay, what if I try something and I don't know, after a day or two, it's not working for me. Should I like abandon it? Or is there a minimum number of days I should try it as I'm finding my system? Absolutely. No, don't give up after two days. <laughs> we are humans and we are resistant to change. Change is hard. We don't want to change. You got to give it time. So Susie and I know when you're trying to build a new habit, this is goes way back. Um, but there's some science behind this magical number of 21 days. And if you can try something, track something, do that new thing for 21 days, you're going to find a groove. Now, if that 21 days or a, you know, a decent amount of time, you haven't found that groove, maybe it's time to try something new. Um, I find too verbalizing with your community, your loved ones, your friends, what you're trying, then they can give you other ideas should you run into that hiccup of, hey, this isn't working. They can, you can leverage ideas from, from them if you verbalize what you're trying. Right. I love that. Staying accountable to folks. All right, Jess, let's wrap it up with some this or that. None of this is well wellness related, but um, I want to thank you very much for your wellness as well as your work from home expertise. Unrelated, this is just for fun. Leopard print or stripes? Ooh. Oh, stripes. <laughs> she does. So people cannot see this. Um, <laughs> Jess has a striped sweater on. And anyone that's connected with me um, on the socials knows I'm feeling very conflicted about leopard print, leopard print right now. I am wiping every bit of evergreen out of this episode that I can, but what can I say? Um, <laughs> there are people listening that are like, it, she's gone off the deep end. Am I on the wrong, right podcast or what? Okay, let's move on. How about a physical book or a Kindle? What do you prefer? Physical book. Okay. Physical, all the way. How about first date or anniversary? Oh, anniversary. Because I love all the years I've been with my hubby. So I just like to reminisce on that. 
fun fact, I was very, very, very pregnant with my first son when Jess and her husband got married, like to the point where my doctor probably shouldn't have known I was traveling. Uh, we were a little North nervous North. with all that dancing. <laughs> no say. All right, finally. And I think you're going to have trouble with this one as well. Hot pink or blush pink? Ooh, hot pink. Hot pink. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Jess, for coming. Um, I appreciate your expertise. Again, chicken list guest, because you are the gold standard on worksite as well as wellness. Where can my listeners find you? They can find me on Instagram at Jess Somar. Wonderful. I will link you below as well. Thank you for all that you're doing in the wellness world and for being a friend long after you are my boss. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks again so much for having me. Stay Thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on the show. You guys can click details or swipe up to see the show notes where I'm going to put all of her links. You can also find her on LinkedIn under Jessica Somar Chez or on Instagram at Jessica underscore Somar. Y'all, she's admittedly not somebody with an agenda to push or a personal brand to promote. Jessica came on this show because I asked her. So let that be an example of maintaining great relationships as well as asking the question. And until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8 and this has been the Run Lift Mom Podcast. It's time for the Red H Nutrition Product of the Week, and this week it is Zen Rem. You guys hear me when I say you cannot run, lift, or mom your best if you're not getting proper rest. Yes, you are hearing me talk about the same Red H thing over and over again, but Zen Rem is my favorite product. I believe that you'll find a tangible difference in seven days of using this. You can check out details and then in the show notes, you'll see a hyperlink to the Red H Nutrition website. Use code RUNLIFTMOM, that's R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M for 10% off and get to snoozing. Thank you for listening to the Run Lift Mom podcast. What started as a passion project in February 2019 now has over 60,000 downloads and over 400 listens each day. It is amazing and I know it is because of you, dear listener. I want to thank you for your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions. All you have to do is take a screenshot of your rating or your subscription. If you've already done it, clearly this is fair game. Take a screenshot and go to newreleasewednesday.com. That's newreleasewednesday.com. That's going to put you in a drawing for a free Zia Active outfit, top and bottom piece, valued at over $100. Newreleasewednesday.com. Show me where you have rated and subscribed, and I'm going to get you in that drawing. Thank you so much for making this passion project possible.